are so thankful for you. We thank you that you're ever changing us into your likeness. We thank you for the transformation that is happening as we renew our minds in you, as we hear your voice, as we listen to your words, as we, uh, as you abide in us and we abide in your words. They change us. His words are sharper than a two-edged sword. Cuts away all the stuff that we think is so important. And he goes, chop. (laughs) Thank you for the pruning that you do in our lives. It's not a bad thing to be pruned. Although it feels like it at times. But Lord, we thank you for the, the pruning that you do to, for what purpose? That we would bear more fruit. That as we let go of what we're trying to hold on to, and we let those things go, you position us for the greater things by your grace, by your power. Not because of who we are, not because of what we can do, all because of you. Jesus, today, teach us your ways. Encounter our hearts that we do not leave from here the same as when we came in. That when we, we come into the presence of the Lord, when your word comes into our heart, when there's a that transformation, that shifting, that renewing of our mind. It positions us so that we will know his good, his pleasing, and his perfect will. We want to walk in your perfect will. We want to walk in your ways. May we not conform to all the things that the world tells us that we need to do. I know we know it up here, but we are not of this world. We're of a different seed. Our Father is in heaven. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you, our hearts are sealed with you. You lead us, you guide us. Thank you that you you reveal all truth. What is all truth? Jesus. (laughs) He is all truth. The Holy Spirit actually, it says that he declares. He speaks out everything of Christ. And everything that was of Christ is of the Father. And the Holy Spirit reveals it to us. He's the spirit of truth. To reveal Jesus, which reveals the Father, the very purpose of Christ coming to the earth. So we're so thankful. Holy Spirit, would you have your way today? As we go through scripture, as we go through what seems like, like it's the scripture that everyone's like, I know, I know that verse, I, I know this. Lord, cut us to the heart. May your word go deep. Reveal the deeper things of who you are. Reveal Christ. <laughs> There's nothing else. We just get to see Jesus more clearly in in, in other ways. I've never, I didn't see that before. The nature and character of our God revealed in a man. 
Jesus, thank you for coming. The image of the invisible God. The one who reveals all things to us. Who now sits at the right hand of the Father, interceding on our behalf for each one of us individually. He knows every pain you're going through. He knows every struggle that you face. He cares. He's not sitting up there going, ah, figure it out. He's going, no, I'm coming alongside you, interceding for you. And he goes, I sent my spirit to be within you. It's the connection between heaven and earth. Thank you, Jesus. You put your spirit within us as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to you, we become a temple of the Holy Spirit. Together, we become the living stones that you would dwell with us. The very purpose that you have for us is that you would dwell with us. We would be your children, those led by your Spirit at all times, and you would be our God. It says the children of God are led by the Spirit. Lord, lead us as the Spirit cries out, Abba, Father. And the Father goes, sons, daughters, you're mine. I've sealed you. I'm setting you apart from the world. But play your part. Don't go back to the things of this world. He gives us all the power, the divine power that we need to live the fullness of the life that he has created for us to live. And we do it in Christ, in Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, not in and of ourselves. Oh, help us to stop striving. Help us in our, in our striving, in our heaviness, in our weariness. You say, come. Come to me. I'll give you rest. But now look. Learn from me. Yoke with me. Let me show you my ways, which are not our ways. His ways are not our ways. His ways go way beyond our own ways. They're not even comparable. They're, they, <laughs> there's not an overlap. <laughs> His ways are different from us. The only way that we get his ways is when we come to him. And that's the place of worship and surrender so that we can actually abide in his way, in, 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 the, in the ways of Christ revealed by the Spirit so that we can walk in his ways, in the abiding power and in that place, we live in the will of God. We do the good works. It's the only place where we can actually do good works. You, I just say this, you cannot do good works without the Holy Spirit leading you. And you cannot do good works in and of yourself and your own power. You must have the leading of the Holy Spirit, the empowering of the Holy Spirit to do the good works. Otherwise, they're your works and you get the glory. But we were created to give him glory. And that's why he puts his spirit in us to move us. And in the same way, when Christ in John 17, when he says, like, I I've done everything that I'm to do on this earth and it was to give you glory. But he says, now I give my glory to us so that we may be one as he and the Father are one, so that we can complete the very tasks that each one of us have been created to complete in and through the power of the Holy Spirit with our eyes focused on Jesus, running the race that each one of us has been marked out for. All different, all playing our unique role. And what happens is sometimes we, we kind of glance over into the 
the lane next to us and we're like, well, I like what they're doing. I, I would rather be running that race. And so we kind of step over into that race. Guess what? That's not your race. That's not the one that was marked out for you. You have a race that's been marked out for you. Your job is to be led by the Spirit. This is the place of abiding in Him. And He, in the place of abiding, and only in the place of abiding, will He accomplish everything that He desires to accomplish in your life. He created you. He designed you. You're His masterpiece. You're His workmanship. And you were created to produce fruit. You were created for the very good works that only come by the power of the Holy Spirit, the divine power that's within you, that he marks you with, that he seals you with. Lord, help us to see this today. As we dive into, as we dive into John 15, Lord, thank you that you're going to reveal the deeper things, the things that we just, it, it's like we heard it, but we haven't practiced it. Not, not, I mean, I'm not coming against anyone. I know we are doing it, but I feel like for every one of us, there is an invitation to shift into a greater alignment with him to accomplish things the way he desires for us to accomplish them. That he would receive all the glory, not us. Don't touch the glory. It doesn't go well. The glory is his, but he gives us everything he needs to accomplish what he calls us to accomplish. So Lord, we bless your name today. We thank you. We thank you for what you have for us. I'm just going to actually just speak to this right now. I just feel there, there is, the Lord was just showing me this place of, of Moses as he's in Exodus and his, this is, the, this is the message, by the way. I'm going to go for about 10 minutes, and then I'm done. Um, we're going we're gonna to do some things. Um, I, I just want you to, to see something here. There is a, um, Moses understood this. He, he walked in the presence of the Lord, and God used him in miraculous ways. He called himself the most humble man. He walked in such humility that there was, there, there was nothing that he could do in and of himself. All he would do is the Lord would say, I need you to do this, and he would do it. And over and over again, I mean, I think like there's so many things, so many opportunities, opportunities he had to question what God was doing and go, wait, wait this doesn't make sense. Like, okay, we finally get out of Egypt and, and you lead them to a, to a dead end. You lead them to the edge of the water of the Red Sea. Like, and you're like, ah, what was I thinking? And you're like, no, you weren't thinking. You were just being led because God wanted to do something miraculous. I just want to say sometimes we're being led into these places and we hit, these, we hit the Red Sea and there's an army behind us and instead of going, okay, Lord, what's next? We go, we go into like freak out mode <laughs> and we run or we like, we, so we were like, I'm abiding, I'm abiding, I'm abiding. And then the moment that the storm hits, we go, ah, I'm not abiding anymore. That's not working for me. And, and we go off course and we miss the miraculous moments that God actually has set up for us to do. Because we, we step out of the place of abiding. Abiding is not a one-time thing. It's like you don't go, okay, Lord, I'm going to abide, and then now, okay, good, I've got it for the rest of my life. Abiding is a constant walk, a journey with our eyes on him. It's a race that we're running. It's not a check mark to go, I, buy it, I abide and I'm good. So it's the position that we live our lives in constantly. And it's from that place that he moves in power and does the miraculous work. When Jesus had 5,000 before him and the disciples were like, he goes, feed them. And he goes, are you kidding me? 
It would take a year's wages. We don't have this much food. There's no possible way to do this. And Jesus says, exactly. Because the good works of my Father for you do not come through your own strength and ability. Ever. Ever. Just get that in our head. Like, it's not like, well, every once in a while he'll do a miraculous thing and the rest of it is us striving. That's the way often we live. It's not what he's called us to. He's called us to, to come up to that higher place, to live from that higher place where we're always in tune with the Spirit, where we're always listening to his voice and we're not reasoning things out. Our mind is, can be such a, it can take us off track so quickly because we think we have things figured out. We think we know which, which way to go. And even when we pray, we pray like with, a, with almost like a, with a earthly mindset. And it's not like we're doing it on purpose, but what we do is we, we pray with reason and we miss the supernatural because God doesn't use our reasoning to move. He moves outside of our reasoning and it's always the miraculous. So when Moses was, was before this, this vast body of water, the Red Sea, and the army was behind him, all the Israelites were like, we're going to die. That didn't work. But thank God, Moses heard the voice of the Lord. And he says, I need you to get up. I need you to lift up the staff. And you're going to part the waters. He had never done that before. It wasn't like, okay, we've done this before. Let's, here we go. <laughs> we rehearse this. No, no, no. This is where if we reason things out, we're going to go, that's impossible. No one has ever parted waters. Like we haven't seen this before. I believe we're in a season right now where God is going to use us to do things that have never been seen before. But if we, if we reason it out, if, if, we, if we go, well, no, I can't do that. No, we've got to figure out another. God, what's, what's, what's option number two? <laughs> like there's got to be another one because that one's not going to work. If, if we reason things out, we are going to miss these times where he is pouring out his spirit like never before. We are in a time where we are going to see the miraculous like we've never seen before. Jesus said it. He goes, greater things will you do than I've done. We're in that time where we're going to see the greater things. So do not limit the Lord by what you read in the, in the word. And, when I, and I say that very cautiously because it's, the word will never take, it's, it's never going to take you off track. This is your compass. This is what guides us. But it doesn't limit us. We don't put God in a box to go, well, he only does what's in here. He is God of the universe. <laughs> he has so much more. And he is moving in greater power. And he, it says that there is a, he is pouring out his spirit in the last days. When his spirit is being poured out, there is a manifest presence the glory of God is being revealed on the earth as the waters cover the sea. It's, it's happening and it is going to happen. And he's doing it through his people. He's looking for those who will abide. John 15 is one of those chapters. This is hours before our Lord Jesus goes to the cross. This is one of the most important times and Jesus knows his time is short. And what does he do? He says, I, I need you to know something. I'm the true vine. <laughs> I am the true vine. My father, he's the, he's the vine dresser. And guess what? Even if you're living in me and doing my work, you're going to get pruned. Why? Because because the Lord is always looking for increase. He's, he's always looking to say, no, we're going to do, do more. He's not, a, he's not a demanding father in the sense of like you're going to, like a taskmaster. He created you for so much. I, I, I want to, in my life on this earth, I want to do everything that he's called me to do. 
which is going to require pruning so that the greater work can be done in my life. But there is an abiding that he demands because he says, apart from me, you will do nothing. Those are your works. That's in your power and your strength and your might. But when you abide in me, the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit comes to move you to accomplish things that go way beyond your ability. Joshua understood this presence. By the way, so Moses, let me just jump back to Moses real quick. Moses says, teach me your ways so that I may know you and so that I may have your favor or your grace that would rest upon me. And the Lord responds and he goes, I will give you my presence and I will give you rest. Jesus says the very same words in Matthew 11. Come to me, come into my presence, and I will give you rest. I want you to see the importance of the presence. And it's a capital P, presence. It is Jesus that is the abiding It's that abiding point. It's his presence that aligns us with him to to do the good works. So it's not just sitting in a room, just soaking in his presence all the time. No, if you look at those, if you look at Moses, he didn't just sit there. He He brought the Israelites out of captivity. What did Joshua do? Joshua was one that even when Moses left the tent, the place where the presence of the Lord was, Joshua would say, I'm not leaving. I'm staying in the presence. <laughs> he, he longed for the presence. He understood the presence. He was the one selected by the Lord to take the Israelites across the Jordan into the promised land because he needed, the Lord wasn't looking for someone with talent. He wasn't looking for someone who had it all figured out. He was looking for someone who understood the presence of God. And he says, now I need you to, to meditate on my word day and night. I need you to walk in a courage and a strength, not in your own ability, not in your own mindset. I need you to listen to my voice, walk with me, and every place you step, you're going to take territory. Not because of you, but because of me. Because of what I'm going to do through you. And the Lord used him in a powerful way. Took out 31 kingdoms in miraculous ways. None of it was because of, of Joshua's great wisdom or strength or power. It was because of the presence David understood this as well. He says, one thing I ask, one thing that I desire, that I would dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. He he accomplished much. He established the kingdom on the earth for the Lord. But he did it because he understood presence. Outside of presence. He didn't do it by his own strength. He did it by the the power of the Holy Spirit who is upon him. If we want to accomplish anything that is of any value on this earth, we need his presence. We need to remain in his presence. It's the, and, and it's this place, there's a place of surrender in his presence because you cannot live your own way and live in his presence. When Moses says, teach me your ways that I may walk in them, he was saying, I am no longer going to live for myself. I am going to live for you. I am going to let go of everything that I desire so that I will hear your voice and I will walk in your ways. Faith comes by hearing as the Lord speaks and then hearing by the word. There's a, the word that is spoken that then we move into without our own understanding, shutting it down. Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. Why are you weary and burdened? Because you're not living in that place of abiding. And outside of the place of abiding, there's a heaviness and a weariness. Presence is connected to rest. And rest is not an immobile position. Rest is an active rest of movement with the Spirit. 
that when he says go left, we go left. When he says go right, go right. When he says this is the way, walk in it. We walk in it. We don't go, well, wait, Lord. That doesn't make sense. Can you explain it to me? Show it to me. No, no, no. But we just move by the Spirit because we, we know. We know the sound of his voice. In my sheep, it says, they know my voice. And then they walk in his ways. We're going to listen to the voice of the shepherd and walk with him. And he's going to move us into crazy situations that make no sense. But it's so that his power will be revealed and his glory will be revealed on the earth through his people. Thank you, Lord. We're going to do something. Um, actually, I'm going to, before we do that, whew, kind of took a left turn there a little bit, but we're, this is good. Um, I hope you just, I hope this sinks deep right now. For 2024 and for what the Lord is moving us into, if we miss this, we actually miss everything. Because if we do not get this abide, if we do not get John 15, if we do not get these words, some of the last words of Jesus before he goes to the cross, if we don't understand this, he says, if you do not abide in me, you can do nothing. I don't want to be a people that do nothing. I don't want to get to the end of my days and go, look what I did for you, Lord. And he goes, that was you. That was all your works. That was all your stuff. He goes, you don't don't even know me. You don't know my voice. He says, my sheep know my voice. And even when we know his voice, that we would walk in his ways. And and that's the the difference between the one that, that built their house on the rock and built their house on the sand. They both, it says, they both heard the word of the Lord, but only the one that built the house on the rock put it into practice, actually did it. I want to build my house on the rock and I want every one of us, my desire is that every one of us would build their house on the rock in that place of abiding in him and from that place that we hear the words, well done, good and faithful servant. We're going to spend some time, just about 30 minutes. So this is going to be just a shift. I know a little different than normal, but the Holy Spirit is our teacher he reveals things to us. And, and I want, I, I, I gave more of a teaching than I planned to in a sense, but, um, but I want to, as we get into groups, I want you just to, to read through John's, John 15 and that this is going to mark us for this year about where we're going and what we're doing. Uh, and so we're going to do that in just a moment. Before we do... Uh, going to pause here. Oh, we need, we have offering, don't we? Let's, yeah, can we receive the offering? Um, I feel I want to stay in this place of what the Lord has for us. Um, okay, Lord, it'll be good. We're good. We're going to, we're going to receive the offering. Uh, I want to pray for Sashi and McKenna if they're here. Yeah. Um, we're just going to lift them up. They're going to be heading off to circuit riders. And so, uh, we just want to bless them as they leave. I'm just going to pray over them. Um, oh, and let me just say a couple quick things. We're going into 21 days of prayer and fasting. We're calling it the Jesus fast. It's perfect because we're just gonna, we're going to go after, it's the Jesus only fast. It's like water only. This is Jesus only. You may still want to drink water, but it's the Jesus only fast. We're, we're focused on Jesus and, and we'll, put, we'll have this on our website as well, but there is a prayer call that we're going to do on the weekdays at noon. Uh, I think we're up to about 14 or 15 churches across Colorado now that are partnering together in this 21 days of fasting, uh, which is really cool. Uh, from Colorado Springs, we've got a couple churches in the Springs, up through Denver, up into Aspen, uh, all the way up and down the Front Range, we've got churches that are partnering together. And so it's it's... These pastors are going to be leading the prayer calls 
Jesus is going to be leading the prayer calls, but we'll have pastors that will be on to kind of lead these calls from all over Colorado and then and, and some of the ministry leaders as well. Um, but if it's going to be for 45 minutes, Monday through Friday, so there'll be 15 times that we do this starting tomorrow, um, and, and we'll just go through every day. Uh, if you can jump on the call, jump on the call. If you can't, that's okay. Uh, but I, I would just encourage you, I think it'll be fun just to, to come together as the body of Christ across, across Colorado. I felt like it was a net. It's almost like the Lord is creating this net across Colorado uh, of churches in prayer coming together to seek his face. And then out of that, that there's much that will be accomplished. Um, we're also going to be reading the Bible. And uh, we've technically already started, but I think there's handouts Andrew, did we, do we have the handouts? Where are they? Out in the foyer? Okay. On the counters. So they're on our website, and they're also, you can get a hard copy on the counter. We're going to go through the Bible uh, chronologically. Um, so it'll be, it'll be good just to, if you haven't read through the Bible, it's, oh, it's so good. Uh, it's his word. Just eat it up. Um, and then I just wanted to follow up um, you know, as we're, I'm working right now with the city of Denver and um, on this, on the immigration kind of crisis right now with the Venezuelans, and, uh, and it is a crisis. It's, it's a serious situation, and they're so thankful uh, that, that we want to help. And, um, and even as we've got a 400 gathering coming up tomorrow, we're looking at strategizing on how do we do this together as churches from across Colorado uh, the answer is the church. Uh, they don't have an answer. And, and I, I was telling them, I was, even as I'm on the phone with them, I'm like, I don't have the answers. But Jesus does. And, and we're going to, it's kind of like the 5,000. We're going to, and I told them this and got to actually pray with them on this. It was really cool. Was, the Lord was just showing me this, that we're going we're gonna to do what we can. What do we have? Well, I've got a couple fish. I've got a couple loaves. And that's all we got. Like, we can't, we can't make this happen with the number of immigrants that have come in. We can't solve this problem in the natural. But Jesus can. He can do things supernaturally. So we're going to bring our little loaves and our fishes. We're going to come and we're going to say, Jesus, would you show yourself in a powerful way and do the miraculous? Uh, we need housing for these people. We need food. I mean, imagine you've got thousands of people coming in all of a sudden, and, and what, do we, what do you do? They don't have, right now, uh, I'll just say they have, um, I think it's 4,482 <laughs> is their number right now, that they have been able to house, which is awesome. This is city of Denver. I can tell you, as I'm talking to these people, they really do have a heart to help. They're, they're doing the best they can, but it is an overwhelming situation. 4,400 and 80, 82 people uh, as of the other day that they've been able to, to put into housing. That's awesome. There's another 9,000 that are unhoused right now in the cold and that need help. They all need help. And, it is, it is, and there's more coming in on a daily basis. And so it is a serious problem. The church has to help with this. What I want to say, I know everybody, I love the responses. People are like, we want to help. What do we do? And they're bring, you guys are already bringing in stuff. We've got like tons of stuff. We're trying to figure out where to put it in the corners. <laughs> um, and we're going to bring it down and we're going to, they're, they're, we're figuring this out. We want to do this in a coordinated effort that it's not like just random like hits here and there, but something that actually has significant impact. And so I'm working right now with a, a couple of the directors at the city level uh, over immigration and, and other people, and we're saying, okay, what's the strategy in this? So what I would ask right now is if you can just email family at the rock.org if you are interested in being a part of whatever we do. And then once we have this strategy, we will, we're going to put it, we'll have the list together of people that want to be a part of this, and then we can go up, we'll do whatever, whatever the Lord has for us to do. Uh, there are, but I know there are a lot of opportunities for volunteering and, and helping uh, to, get, to get these Venezuelans um, work permits, and, and, uh, and it, there's a lot of different opportunities. I won't go into it all now, um, but they also need clothes. They need food, especially the ones that are, that are unhoused. 
temperatures are getting very cold. Uh, so there's a lot we need to do. Okay. Let's, let me pray for the offering and then Sashia and uh, McKenna, will you come up? Lord Jesus, we thank you for the opportunity we have to give. I feel like, it, like our giving is so insignificant compared to what you've given for us. But Lord, we just thank you that we get to give and that, Lord, that everything we do give, Lord, that this goes to further your kingdom, to impact your kingdom. Lord, we thank you even yesterday. Uh, we had, I, I know of at least two that gave their life to Jesus at the food bank. Uh, as we had the, the winter retreat with the youth, there were at least two there that gave their life to Jesus. Uh, there was another person just the other day that just gave their life to Jesus in a gym. Uh, and so, Lord, we thank you for just this impact that, we're, that we get to have, where we get to be a light, we get to share your goodness, your truth, and that people are coming into the kingdom. And then we get to disciple them. We get to walk alongside them. So, Lord, we just ask right now that you would bless every person, every person in this place, all those who are watching online right now. Lord, we pray for the strength of the Holy Spirit to be upon us. Lord, we thank you for giving hearts and that this, these funds would go to impact your kingdom, that we'd see many more come into the kingdom in Jesus' name. Amen. Some, um, yeah, did you guys come up? So we, Sashia and McKenna, they are going to be heading off to, uh, um, to circuit riders out in California and then from there uh, going to somewhere in the nations. And so would you just, circuit riders is, is kind of a, uh, it's a part of YWAM. It came out of YWAM, um, but it is, they're, they're preaching the gospel they're, they're learning how to, to just evangelize, and uh, Circuit Riders is a great group of, uh, it's just coming out of high school, getting trained up, and, uh, and so they don't really know where they're going or what they're doing exactly, which is awesome, <laughs> but they're going all in for Jesus, and so that's the beauty of it. So we got family up here with them, so would you guys just extend your hands? As we, just, as we just pray over them and, and send them off. It's going to be sad because we love having them in the house. So she is up singing. And McKenna's rocking with her dancing. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, but it's a, it's a six-month program, and then we'll see where the Lord takes them from there. So, uh, yeah, Christy, you want to just yeah. pray over them? Yep. Hey, guys. Ooh, maybe this one's mine. Um, ooh, Wow. Uh, these girls are amazing. I ran back in. I'm in with the middle school right now. They're amazing. They help lead with me and so many others in the youth. And we just want to also say thank you for um, pouring into our youth. We just came back from winter retreat yesterday afternoon. And it was amazing. And it was such a celebration. God is so good. So thank you for praying and supporting and um, giving. And so, Father, we thank you for these two. Yeah, we Jesus. thank you for the way that they have poured into our students here at The Rock. We thank you for the, um, the way they have surrendered to you. And in that, they've said yes to hearing um, encouragement and challenges and um, exciting things and then hard things. And I thank you, God, that they've said yes to each one. I thank you that their hearts are tender and surrendered, mm. both of them, just surrendered. And I thank you for um, these two. They're so unique. Each one, each one is so unique, God. We thank you for their yes to you and how they've been vulnerable. You guys, they are so open and honest with our students and just sharing their story that we could all learn from it. So God, we bless them. We thank you for your um, favor to rest on them and that your leading and your voice would be so clear in this season that they know, oh, I totally know this is the voice of the Lord. Though hard things come, they will remember exactly what your voice, sweet father, what your voice sounds like. We love them and we bless them in Jesus' yeah. name. And we just say Amen. this. I just felt, Lord, in this place, we just say, Lord, they are anointed. It says the spirit of the sovereign Lord has anointed them to preach the good news to the poor. He sent them to bind up the brokenhearted and to proclaim freedom for the captives and from, to release from the darkness the prisoners and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Lord, I declare this over them. Just as Christ read this, 
as he, as he came out of the wilderness in the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord, I thank you that they are stepping into this next season in the power of the Holy Spirit. And so, Lord, we thank you that we get to send them from the rock, Lord, as, as those that will go, will preach the gospel, will share the good news, will do the work of the kingdom. And so, Lord, we just say, uh, Lord, let your presence rest upon them. Strengthen them for the work that's ahead. Strengthen the work of their hands. Strengthen their knees for the work that's ahead. And we pray a protection over them in all that they do. Lord, we thank you that it's going to be like boot camp. They're going to be learning so much as they go and as they do this. But Lord, I thank you that you have equipped them and you are equipping them for the work and the tasks that are ahead. Lord, I thank you that these will be good works. This will be the fruit that will last. And we bless them in the name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. So I've asked, I, I was thinking about this. I'm like, I think every single person in this place, I, I like, there's some, you guys are amazing. Um, you're all leaders, uh, which is, is so beautiful. Um, but I, I just, I had a couple people on my mind. I was like, hey, would you just kind of help facilitate? We're going to see how this works. First time, give me grace in this, will you, please? Um, but I feel there's something about, like, like, when, when we're getting equipped, there's something about like diving into the word instead of just hearing it uh, up here that we're actually spending some time just pressing in and asking the Lord. And I would say this, don't come with like your past kind of like, oh, this is what I already know. Come with a, a, a humbleness, a humility to go, okay, I'm just gonna like, we're gonna be that childlike position of God, what do you want to reveal today? What do you want to show me today? It says the Holy Spirit is our teacher and reveals all things. And I know John 15, that's the one. It's like people go, oh, I know that one. Yeah, the, you know, we got the vine, the vine dresser, we're the branches, and yeah, there's fruit, and yeah, we know that. It's good. Like, no, no, no. There's more. So I'm, but I am excited that you guys are going to just kind of press into this. So we're going we're gonna to actually put a timer up. We'll have a timer up here. And... Um, but if, if you can, if you're like just, I know I called out some of you guys to be like, not, a, not the leader in the sense of you're teaching everybody else. All you're doing is facilitating and helping to keep things on track. Because here's what can happen in groups. You get one person that is like, oh, let me tell you about my mother-in-law. She needs prayer right now. That is awesome and it's needed but don't do it in this time that we have right here. What you can do is you can stay after the service and pray for each other and contend for those things. Like, those are awesome. I'm going to ask you to stay on track. Uh, don't, don't go off track. Uh, don't, don't run after any squirrels right now. We're, gonna, we're just going to stay focused. If you can put the, the slide up. So we're going to read through John 15, 1 through 17. These are powerful verses. Don't underestimate the power of the Word of God and the Holy Spirit moving. And then here's just some questions. And, I, and I, I hesitate to put these up because I really want you to just press into these scriptures and let the Lord just like speak to you through them. But here's, these are just some scriptures. We'll leave this up the whole time as, you're, as we're in this. Um, but these are some good questions to kind of consider and say, okay, what is it? What is fruit? And how do we abide? And what is all? So, uh, so those are kind of some of the things. And then some, I, I felt like some personal questions as, you're, as we're pressing into this, like what is Jesus desiring to do through you in this season? Because a lot of times we're just, we're kind of plowing through life and we're like, oh, this is the way I'm going. And the Lord's like, that's not the way I have for you to go. I actually have a different direction. And so, I'm hoping that maybe there's some, just some shifting and alignment. And then what happens is you may be doing great and saying, oh, the Lord's using me and we got this ministry and everything's going well. And, and I would say this, get ready for the pruning because that's what he does. If, you're, if there is fruit coming out of your life, and by the way, let me just say, you can't make fruit happen, okay? That's not your job. You never see a branch going, <laughs> right? Nope. The branch's job is to abide in the vine. 
And it's through the vine that the fruit is produced. So, so just kind of as we, as we do that. But he is going to prune things. He is going to grow things. And he is going to shift things. I guarantee that there is going to be some changes in your life this year. And the key is that are you, is it the changes that the Lord wants or is it changes you're, that are happening because you're over here and the Lord wants you over here? I want everyone to step into that place of abiding. It's like a, I'll use this, like here's the vine. As long as I'm here, there's fruit being produced. And if I'm over here, great, fruit's being produced, fruit's being produced, like I'm connected to that vine. But if I do this, it says you can do nothing. Thank you for that. <laughs> this is a bad place, good place. Here's the vine. I'm a branch. Apart from this vine, I'm worthless. I can't do a darn thing. When I step into this place, when I connect to the vine, there is, a, there is power that moves through me. There is fruit that comes forth. So could I get, could I get some of those that, uh, or all of those, I guess, that, um, that I've just talked to you about, and I may need some others, but um, that are facilitators. Would you just stand up? Okay, I was hoping it'd kind of be spread out. It's fairly spread out. Um, Camille, would you, and, and Jonathan, would you guys stand up as well, just as a team there? Um, and I'm just trying to... Um, and maybe Joshua, just stand up over there. I'm just, I think we need somebody. Uh, Claudia, would you just stand up? I just saw you just stand up right there. So there we go. I think we've got... So here's what I would ask. Uh, it's just, we're going to get into, into groups right now. And maybe we need another one back over here. Uh, Lisa, would you... And you don't have to stand up, but just put your hand up. <laughs> uh, and so Lisa can be another leader. I, I want to have groups that are no more than like six to eight at the most, preferably around like six. Um, so that it, you're, you're all talking here and working through this. Um, so this is the fun part. Lord, help it all work well. Uh, we, um, it, yeah, and actually, Bruners, would you guys just stand up as well as a, and just help facilitate a group? Yeah. By the way, these are amazing pastors from up north who I just honor and bless. They're, they're awesome. That they're just down visiting with us today. So, um, Okay, I think we got it. So what we're going to do, we're going to spend like maybe 30 minutes in the groups. The clock will go. And would you guys just press into those scriptures? Probably start by maybe just having a couple, just read through the scripture. And then from there, press into what the Lord has. I think it's going to be really fun to see what, what God does. Um, and if, if there's not, if there's too many in a group, we'll just kind of, we'll split it up into two. I see a bunch of people over here, so we might have to get another um, yeah, Nate, maybe stand up <laughs> as another. There we go. Okay. So hopefully we've got enough, like, kind of facilitators. You guys are just responsible to keep things on track, okay? Make sure we have no squirrels. All right, go. All right, we got 15 seconds. You guys can stay in your groups if you want, um, but going to shift focus here. All right. If I could just get, I know you guys are probably like deep into conversation now, but hopefully this was really good, that uh, you got some insight, some wisdom. I know there's a group praying over here. Uh, what I'd like to do before we, before we wrap up, maybe there was something that you guys, just some insight that you had. Um, I just want to go, I'll bring the mic to you just to maybe a couple groups. And I just ask, just share something under a minute. So this don't, don't, you're not going a long time, but just if there's something that, that you want to share uh, that you feel would be good for, 
for the corporate group. Um, just kind of wave your hand. Just, just get my attention. If you go over a minute, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tap you. <laughs> All right. If I can get your attention, this is Anne Marie. So th this is the group of superstars. <laughs> I love all these women. Um, so we, I wrote it down so that I wouldn't talk. We're all going through a transformation. Every single one of us in this group is going through a very deep transformation. And we decided that we really need to let God come in and burn up the chaff in our lives. And that's a sacrifice sometimes. And to know that that burning is an act of love, and it really leads to more freedom. Amen. That was good. That is the way you do it. So, yeah, what else? Any... I'm going to just look around if you've just... Oh, there we go. Oh, right here. And then... Okay. And then there. All right, we've got a spokesperson here. Go for it. So, we talked a lot about... John 15 being very love-oriented and loving others and how your, the fruit that you bear impacts others. So how you appear to others on the outside and on the inside. And I was thinking the whole time, I, I didn't share this, but um, the fruit that we bear should be I think the fruit that Jesus wants us to bear should be noticeable by other people that bear fruit. So if you bear good fruit, other people that bear good fruit will see that. And that's a foundation for our fellowship and the body of Christ and how we can work together to understand Jesus more and how we can just shift our focus to God by using others' good fruit as an enforcement for our own. And so that's what, that's what my mind was on the whole time. That's good. Thank you, Aiden. Yeah, the, uh, he says we will be known by our fruit, and it also says we will be known as disciples by our love. So it's good. Uh, oh, let me, there was over here. All right, <clears throat> so one thing that stood out to us is discernment, actually. Um, a plant's natural behavior is to move towards light, to get fed. It doesn't go towards the shade at all, right? So just allowing God to put discernment in our lives to reach towards that light right there and um, discernment into who's pruning this vine as well. Uh, we were talking about a lot of influence from outside that could interfere with our own personal growth, even though it looks like it's good, but not, might, might not be for us. So the more we stay connected in to Jesus, um, the, the better we're going to get fed in order to grow and produce more fruit. And I had a whole lot more. I was trying to stay under a minute. I got a hundred thoughts inside my mind about that, but it was definitely about discernment and just doing the pruning um, uh, in order to uh, just fulfill our fullness, loving unconditionally. I'll be honest, I don't even know how to put that in words. <laughs> Give it to Jill. There you go. Well, her daughter has this amazing story. I mean, she is, she just reflects John 15, and I can't look at her because I'm going to start crying. Um, but we were just talking. She was afraid that um, that her work was going to um, be in, be wasted, and so we were just encouraging her that sometimes when you step away, that's okay. Um, that God's going to. I'm kind of lost, too, because you've told me so many beautiful things. Um, but we were just encouraging her that God's going to take time and use 
the beautiful example of unconditional love. Just because she stepped away for a little bit, that's okay. But in time, God's going to use that as a beautiful example for the person that she's had to forgive. Amen. Maybe two more. Two more. We got one, one over here. I got to run all the way over to the other side. Yeah, we had um, a good variety of uh, input, all, all good stuff. Um, and one thing that stood out to me is when I, looking at um, John 15, 10, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my, in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. So I look at that as we all know the Ten Commandments, right? Um, but to me, I look at that, and, and Jesus has got his commandments kind of scattered out throughout, throughout the Bible. Everything is based on love, but it just pushes me in a direction to pursue that more, of learning what Jesus' what's Jesus's commands were in the New Testament. Um, I've read that, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your mind, Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven, as being his greatest commandment. Um, Love your neighbor as yourself. In John 13, 34, it says that you love one another even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. So I look at that, it's, it's pushing me on a journey to study more of what Jesus also, um, the instructions he gave to us to abide in. So. Amen. It's good. Yes. All right, we'll do the last one up front here. Get my exercise. Oh, did you have one here? We could do two. We'll do two. Here we go. We'll go here and then up front. Um, so our discussion was all about, it's, it's um, all about relationship. It's describing the relationship we have with God. Um, it's the description of the only way we can have a real relationship with the Lord is, of course, we have to get to know him. And the only way we get to know him is if we let our roofs and our walls go down and um, we allow him to step into our lives um, with fully, fully giving him access. It's about that intimacy with him. And that's the only way we can get intimacy. We talked about the cross. It's being, uh, he showed us the pathway. And that in the cross, cross is his glory found. And he was led um, to the cross as a lamb. And so he could arise in, uh, as a lion. And the only way we can reign with him in, in the heavenlies is being led to the cross where we find the resurrection power, his glory in our lives. And so um, it was pretty awesome. I, I know I missed a lot of things. There was a lot. Uh, of that's stuff. so good. Thank you, Claudia. Oh, okay. One more. Then we're here. Just real quick, I wanted to add to that, that, that and we could have a lot of things too, but one of the things that the Lord highlighted to me was that Confessing your sins to one another that you might be healed is a way of voluntarily offering yourself up for pruning that's much less painful and it guarantees that you produce much fruit because you, you keep doing exactly that. You get healed by going to the cross. But the community of safety and love of confessing your sins to one another, which the Western church doesn't do too well, commentary, uh, is really, really a good way to hang in there on the vine. So good. You guys are catching all this? This is such good. It's so good. Good teaching. Yes, yeah, we got so many good teachers in here. This is good. <laughs> so what we discussed um, in everything is how Mike has been healed by Jesus Christ. The fruits of God's love has manifested in his life because he's been healed of brain cancer. He's got a book coming out. 
that talks about their journey. And the love of Jesus Christ is a journey in abiding in his presence, is allowing yourself to come hopeless and receiving a relationship with that, that has so much more hope manifest in his love and that he actually exists and that he actually will be your provider of everything that you need of the most important treasures, which are the treasures of heaven, which are the manifest fruits. And so I, I look forward to your book coming out and I just praise God who is, who is active in each and every one of our lives. And he's just such the best gift that we hope more and more people can share and um, receive his love and give his love to each person that he has created with life and breath, that their hearts and minds and spirits can be ignited by his love. Amen. Can I say something? Oh. <clears throat> I, didn't, I didn't really, I don't know how many of you, when I heard of what they were going to do today with these small groups, it terrified me. <laughs> I'd like to just sit down and, and, uh, and listen to Mike. But... Um, just, just the uh, the relationships, the interaction with people. You know, the, we we haven't really encountered each other here at church, but I I I just I've I've seen some people here, and we really need to um, uh, engage each other. You know, we come to, we come to church and we sit in our our seat, and and um, that really is part of the, uh, the being the body of Christ. So we we need to. Look at each other, you know, let's look at each other in the face and, and uh, appreciate people's, uh, you know, the fact that we're, we're part of the body of Christ. When we walk out of here and, and just kind of keep our head down and, and, and don't, uh, don't interact, I mean, that's, that's I, I watch a lot of uh, our services on, online and, and I, I really, you miss being here and, and what Mike said is, is that we need to we need to encounter each other. We need to have a relationship and, and um, you know really uh, share our lives with each other. And uh, yeah, I'll quit talking. I uh, James, I'll I'll pay you the fifty bucks later. Thank you for that. <laughs> he he just nailed it. He he hit it right on the head. Uh, that was perfect. Um, yeah, I don't really have to say much more about that. Uh, I'll tell you what. This is what I would love is, is, I think, to James's point, what he was just saying there, is just as we leave, I'm going to ask, we're going to just stand up and pray. Uh, but as we leave, I would just say, just spend a moment just praying for one another, or, um, you know, give each other hugs. Like, don't, it is, like, don't run out, just, it just it, those, these moments of interaction and connection with the body of Christ are so critically important, especially in this time that we are in, and it's getting more and more important that the body of Christ is connected as one, that we're not, we're not isolated. The enemy loves to isolate. Do not isolate. So can we stand, and I'm going to just pray as we close, and uh, yeah, Lord Jesus, I actually, I want to read these words. I want to read the, the last sentence. I feel like, catch this. This is so amazing, and I, you, you read it, but he says this. Jesus says these words. He goes, you didn't choose me. He goes, I chose you. And he has, he's chosen each one of us. He says, and I've chose you, not only chose you, chose you, but I've actually appointed you. You've been appointed by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords for the tasks that you have that are ahead of you. Whoops, and there might just, um, and then it says this. I've appointed you to go and to bear fruit, fruit that will last. And then he says this. This is the cool, the part you got to catch here. So that's what we're appointed for, the fruit, the fruit that will last. And then he says, so you can ask my father whatever you desire. In his, it says, oh, I'll read it the way it says it. Then the father will give you whatever you ask in my name. So in this place of the appointing, the anointing, he says, now go, ask my father for the very things and you will produce much fruit. Again, our job is to abide. The fruit will come in the place of abiding 
We need to remain in him at all times. And then he says that this, the final words, which go back to this, this position of love. He says, this is my command. Love one another. And we know in 1 Corinthians 12, it says, and love never fails. Not the love of the world. We're not talking about that love. We're talking about the love that Christ showed us, which was to lay our lives down for one another. So Lord Jesus, I thank you. I thank you for just your revelation in this that comes by as we just dive into your word. Your word speaks life. And you, and you say in that John 15 that, that you abide in us and then it's that the words, your words, that they would abide in us. We abide in you and in that place your, word, your words abide in us. And, and that's the abiding that we, that we walk in. We walk in those commands, the commands of Jesus. And he says, love. So Lord, I thank you that as we leave this place, Lord, that we will love well. We will abide in you. I thank you for the much fruit the lasting fruit, the good fruit that is going to come forth in this season, that there would be much fruit because it's your desire. And as long as we're abiding in you, you're going to give us everything we need and that the fruit's going to come forth and we're going to see amazing things happen beyond our own imagination. You're going to do the immeasurably more than we could possibly ask or imagine. Even as we come to you, Father, and we say, oh, we ask you in the name of Jesus for these things, the very things that are on your heart, you're gonna like say, yeah, I'll do that and I'll double it. I'll do more. <laughs> so Lord, I thank you that you don't just meet the needs, that you, you do the imagi imaginably more <laughs> than we could ask or imagine. Lord, I pray for a strength in this season. I just wanna close with this prayer. Hebrews 13, 20 and 21. So may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, may he equip you with everything good for doing his will. And may he work in us. Lord, may you work in us what is pleasing to you through Jesus Christ to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you. You did awesome. You all get an A. Pray for one another. Love each other. It's what we're called to. God bless you.